0: Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Give Him praise, church. You don't have to get quiet. Give Him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the children go to their classrooms, hallelujah. Glory to God. So thankful to God. I'm grateful to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Great and glorious God, our Father in heaven, Jesus. You're the glorified Jesus in heaven. You sent us your spirit, and that's how we worship and praise you, according to your spirit, by your spirit, all things by your spirit. Be glorified in this church, in these people, for those that are in this room, for those that are watching and or listening over the internet, for the many with miles apart, whether they be in other countries, just other states in the United States. Father, right now, in this moment, we are one. Unified by your Spirit. Hallelujah. Giving you glory and praise and honor. Lord, we honor you. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Words are not enough, but Lord, it seems so... Right. So, thank you for the breath in our bodies. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We give you the acknowledgement. We don't take it for granted that you are the lifter of our head, yes. Lord. The everyday things that we have, Lord, we take them for granted. We've worked for them, quote unquote. But, Lord, we thank you that you are our provider. Hallelujah that all good things come from you. Lord, that the things that we need to sustain us, we give you thanks and praise for these things. Father, in Jesus' name, we dedicate the rest of this time. Lord, have your way. I know what I believe you've nudged me to say to these folks, but Lord, get me out of the way. Father, speak to those hearts that are hungry for you. Father, speak to those who may be estranged from you. Father, speak to those who never really met you. And in all cases, be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, for some of you who are here for the first time or have maybe not been listening or it's the first time in a long time, I I appreciate you being here. But the Lord has had me um, in a scripture and you know that the bottom line here is I believe as many of you do and certainly many who are listening that we are in the last days and as yeah. the church becomes more scrutinized, more marginalized and we become more of the, the enemy of the culture, um, I really do believe that we need the supernatural power of Jesus working among us. I'm one who believes that the gifts and the manifestations of God are for today, specifically for such a time as this. Yeah but not the showy stuff as you've heard and as I've, you know, said many times. So we're going to be starting off in a couple of the scriptures that we have been in. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. My brothers and sisters, again, I believe, as I've said, and many of you who have been listening, the church in this age is powerless. we don't compare very readily to the first century church as it relates to the power my brothers and sisters I, there, there are many and we've discussed and the Lord has moved on our hearts to and for me to share and some of you didn't need me to share you already knew you have this the sense of it that you know there are many things and many reasons why I mean we don't do we operate as we've Pointed out. Do we truly operate in love? Is it love in in word only? But do we truly love not just each other, but our neighbors? Do we truly do that? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So that would nullify the power partially. Isn't that correct? Right? And also the sound mind. Remember that if you have doubt about what God has said, and you're not walking according to what God has said, you don't have that sound mind. You're not confident. It's not in, not, listen, self-control that 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 word that remember we did that word study that talks about control that you know something comes up against you and you don't lose your mind or you don't suddenly have fear overtake you because after all I mean you know this doesn't look like it's working out the way you know God is on my side why is this happening so on and so forth so you start to have doubt or you start to not have that control not control that you know with the thumb but control the Word of God, the Spirit of God alive in my life is what, is what animates me. Amen. Amen? It's not according to my emotion. It's not according to what my mind says. It's according to what He says. That's, what's inco- that's what guides my life. Amen? Amen? And we know that we should have this power. Jesus promised it to us. Remember in Acts chapter 1, you shall be endued with power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Amen? You shall have, you should, be, God, God, hallelujah. Remember so many times, I, I, I'm just so excited right now, but forgive me. Remember how many times that Jesus said, it's important for you that I go. Yes. It's important. I have to go. Because if I don't go, I can't send the promise. I can't sp- send you the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus inside of us now, which, again, animates us. I'm, I'm animated right now, if you can tell. Because the Spirit of God is what, it's, in Him we live and move and have our being. Isn't that what the Scripture, scripture says? So Jesus, I have to go. It's important you. It's expedient for you that I go. Because if I don't go, I can't send the Spirit. And when the Spirit comes upon you, you're going to have power to be my witnesses. You're going to have power to live this life. You're going to have power to do the things that I've commanded you to do. You're going to have power to look like me. As He is in this world, so are we. You're going to have power to do these things. What did He say? Don't marvel at these things that I do when He was performing all those signs, wonders, and miracles. Don't marvel at these things. These things you'll do in greater because I'm going to go with the Father. And when I go with the Father, I'm sending you my spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. He didn't leave us orphans. Amen. And so if you'll remember last week, we were in 2 Corinthians. Remember in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, in verses 11 and 12. Oh, Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. So again, and remember we used the, um, we used the example of uh, Samson. You know, Samson and and what all that meant as it relates to he was a Nazarite. He was separated out, remember? And the, the hair was just a symbol. It was just a sign. Amen? Even when it started to grow back, it was just a sign. We liken that to him actually coming to the realization this is about God. It's not about my strength and power. Remember when he slew the uh, thousands, when he slayed the thousand Philistines with the jawbone, he started selling wolf tickets. I got you. I slew you heap upon heap. He was bragging on himself. Amen? Amen. 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 Mighty thing. (laughs) That'd be an awesome power to have. However, my brothers and sisters, it was about him being separated out for the purpose of God. Amen? Amen. And so he forgot that, and he was led by his own affections, and that's what really was his downfall. Amen. So I look at this scripture, and that's again the example that I really felt nudged of the Spirit to share with you. You are not restricted by us, but you were restricted by your own affections. So the power of Holy Spirit in our life, I can conclude, is 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 diminished when we start being and living our lives according to our own affections versus according to the plan and purpose that God has placed in front of us. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. He separated you and I. Amen. Amen. He's called us to be holy. And some of you, I'm I'm probably, uh, I'm I'm so thankful for those of you I haven't seen in a while and those who have seen for the first time. Don't let the boyish looks fool you. I've got (laughs) quite a few years. Seriously though, when I, when you start talking about holiness, it people start. Mm, yep. Come on, see so you think about the holy rollers or um, some kind of a, a I don't know a, a Mennonite or something like this. He who has called you is holy, and he's called you to holiness. And that's part of the reason why the church has no power. The power is so diminished in the church because we forgot about holiness living. We forgot about living and following Jesus. We forgot about denying ourselves, picking up our cross and following Him. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. He, Jesus showed us what a life subjugated to the power and authority of God looked like. Did Jesus lack any power or authority when He was on this earth? Not at all. Do you remember? I, I don't know why I'm saying this. So just we'll go with Holy Spirit here. You remember when how the spirits came up to him? Oh, son of, well, why are you why are you here to torment us before our time? They recognized who he was. They recognized his power, his authority. You've come to torment us before our time. They knew they had a limited time, so they said, "So watch, let us to go into the swine. Go." Into, come, on, are you serious? Are, are, come on, are you feeling me right now? He lacked no authority, but he was humble. Oh, yes. Right? He had this spirit of humbleness. Was, this was part of that spirit that he had in him, this spirit that he was so full of. Even when he was tempted and tried by the devil himself in the wilderness. Yes. Didn't say, beat it, don't you know who I am? He wasn't like... The Samson, hey I've got all this power, it's me, it's me, it's me. Nope, it is written. It is written. It is written. Sound mind. Power and a sound mind. Love of the Father. Sound mind. Amen? That's why the church is lacking, my brothers and sisters. But I'm determined that this church, this group of people, anyone who is under the sound of my voice will understand that you were called to be holy. You were called to walk in the power that God has given you because it's His purpose and plan that you're supposed to be walking according to. And He has empowered you to do those things that He's asked you to do. The Spirit, listen, the Spirit is just as much potent today as it was in the first century. Hallelujah. He hasn't lost His power. Hallelujah. So I'm going to keep on saying it. I'm going to keep on preaching it. Because we were called to this day and age. We were called to be examples and lights to the young people that are around us. Amen? Amen. Okay. It's got to be real. So now, let's go to Philippians real quick. And and listen, folks, there's going to be some of those. Take notes. You could look it up. And I want to urge you, don't take anything I say. Read it. Check it out. Amen check it out in Philippians chapter 3 beginning verse 8 yet I indeed I also count all things lost remember this is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church of Philippi yet I indeed also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness from God by faith Look at 10 with me. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. Amen. That I may know Him and the power, power that's demonstrated, this power that raised Him from the dead. Amen? Okay, so let's continue. And, and so we know this. In, in Romans chapter 8, it says the same power that ro- raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. So we have that power in us. We have that potential in us. Amen? Amen? So now let's also go back to uh, Corinthians, but this time 1 Corinthians, beginning in 15. And I'm, and I'm here, folks, for those of us who studied on uh, together on Wednesday, this was part of our study. And this, this really capped this. Went, I had these notes prepared. I knew I was going to preach this, just didn't know which week. And so when we got together on Wednesday and started studying together, I mean, this just absolutely was the nail in the coffin for lack of a better term <laughs> if you will. So chapter 15 verse 1. Moreover brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you which also you received in and in which you stand by which you also are saved. If you if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, do you see that? Yep. You have to stand on that. Amen. That ha- you can again you can't be shaken. If you don't stand on that word, what word the gospel? He just said it. If you don't stand on that gospel, you, you, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. That if means if. If you hold fast the word which I preached to you unless you believed in vain, unless, number one, it were, really wasn't true that I, what I preached to you, or you necessarily didn't believe it was true. Look at verse three, really. "For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received." that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So my brothers and sisters, this I know, many of us in here, I hope all of us are saved, born again, and many of us in here are very familiar with these scriptures. So I'm not going to stand here and claim to you, oh, I'm going to give you this deep and divine revelation. I'm just going to tell you something. You don't need this deep and divine revelation. You just got to grab hold of what he, just the very basic principles of Christ in order for that power to be flowing through you. And my, by the way, there's no way, my, there's no way that you can have any of that deep and divine revelation without having this nailed down. You can't understand and get divine revelation without the Holy Spirit of God. I don't care how many times you read this. I don't care how much you commit to studying this. Unless you have Holy Spirit teaching you and guiding you, you won't really know the full ba of what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Amen? Amen. And that's not what I say. That's what he says. So, by the way, I left that. The gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is that the good news is that we all sin and we stink. That the human heart is terrible. Period. Man, all you got to do is watch some of these TV shows. Man, I when I get up on Saturday morning, you know, I fl- flick on the TV and me and Michelle get in the habit of just watching a little bit of that. What's that thing called? Um, uh, I don't know. It's a show. And I just want to tell you, if I die suddenly and mysteriously, Michelle did it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's one of those shows where it, they're doing these mysteries of, of, and, and, and these murders and all this stuff. Many of you know what I'm talking about. I, I apologize. I just can't remember the name of it. But anyway, my, my brothers and sisters, and you see some of these things that people actually go through. You see some of these things where you see people, I mean, just absolutely committing these horrifying murders on people that are in their family. It, I, I Something yesterday, real quick. We watched for a little while, and then we had work to do. So, uh, watch real quick. And I just this was exceptionally horrible. And I said, now if anybody can think that the well, not everybody does that, Pastor Tony. No, but everybody has that potential. Yes, yes. Right. And and let me ask you. Let me let me just say this to you because I know that there's always going to be some of those people who think, well, you know, that that's Pastor Tony. He's trying to put. No, no, no. Listen. If you're still in that mode of deciding or making that comparison that you're pretty good because you're not as bad as everybody out there, uh, so sorry you need to be comparing your listen your stance, your stature, your heart to the heart of Christ amen, amen. so 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 that's why I'm saying so now here's and, and I said all that to say this we all need the gospel yes. we all need some good news. Yes. the good news is that Jesus Even though we were dead in sins and trespasses, even though we didn't love God, He still took a body. God Himself took a body and died for us, my brothers and sisters. He died. He came down as a man and defeated the enemy. He came down as a man and took back all of creation. He came down as a man. And what Adam gave away, the second Adam got back. Amen? Hallelujah. So now, my brothers and sisters, and so to and and all of that. And, uh, let me say it this way: None of that, none of that, happens without the resurrection. Thank you. Hallelujah! None of that happens without the resurrection. His blood washed our sins away. But the resurrection justified us. Yes. It proved that he was the perfect sacrifice, that that blood was the only thing, that blood was powerful enough to wash your sins and my sins away. Hallelujah. Amen? Hallelujah. And so now, that power, that's so important. And when we see this, what the apostle is saying, I preached this gospel to you. You are saved. And now, the, those of us who have been studying together, Corinthian, that church at Corinth had a lot of problems. A lot of problems sound a lot like the American church to me today. So that Corinthian church had a lot of problems. There's all these divisions. They're saying all of these things, and blah blah blah. This one believes that. That one believes the other. And, those, and it got so bad that there were certain people in that congregation that was starting to believe that you know there was no such thing as the resurrection. Yeah. And so Paul has explained to them: if there's no resurrection, then bleh, that it's all over. What we believe is not true. Yeah. Come on. See, my brothers and sisters, it's so important that we understand this and that we've hit hard. Pastor Tony, again, you you get so ridiculous. You say these things that we all know. We we all believe in the resurrection. Do we? Do we? Wait. Because we'll get a little deeper here in a minute. But what do our kids know about the resurrection? They know we're teaching them. Well, we say this, but where's the power of it? Come on. Where's the power of it? Oh, I'm not talking about you know jumping up and down and circling the church, flapping your wings and all that. You know, laying out and stuff. I'm not talking about all that phony, baloney stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking out about. I'm talking about integrity. Do your, do your young people see you walking in integrity? Do they see you? I, 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 I have this story to tell you. I, I didn't know if the Lord would allow me, but this is so important to me. It just meant the world to me. Um, this past week, as you know, I'm a bivocational pastor. The place where I was uh, working at, uh, I had the occasion to meet a couple of people who were um, helping us out with situations re- uh, concerning equipment. Anyway, long story short, it happened to be a father and a son. And so we're talking and, and uh, kind of enjoying some you know, conversation, and we talked about how the weather was changing and blah, blah, blah. And I told them about how Michelle and I, when we try to get away long weekends or such. We'll go up to like North Carolina, South Carolina, I've been there in North Georgia. You know, we'd love to get up away. It's beautiful up there and it's just the weather is so good. I, I just love it up there. So we were talking about that. And this older gentleman, the father was saying to me about, you know, how they have, um, they do some events up in that area. They have uh, hunting, uh, some property that they have a lease on and they do this hunting thing and they have this big, uh, th- this big contest. They call it a big buck contest, buck not butt big butt <laughs> No buck <laughs> contest okay i was afraid i was going to mess that up that's not, but so listen so human so 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 listen so they have this big buck buck contest but you got to pay to get it but they have these prizes they give away so many prizes but the grand prize that particular year that they're describing to me was $10,000 so whoever shot the biggest buck got a $10,000 prize now, what they said was, now the father was in it. He was there early enough. He bought the ticket. Now, the son came up a little late, didn't buy the ticket. He could still hunt, but he wasn't in the um, contest. So here's what happens The father says, I, we had, I had his tree stand set up. I got him going, and I started walking away. But as I'm walking away, I tell him, Now, don't you dare shoot the biggest buck. <laughs> Save that one for me. He said, I almost got up into my stand, and I hear the shot. And sure enough, he shot a buck. So once they found it, they thought it was huge. And so now the thought was, the son says to him, well, listen, you got the ticket, you tracked it, it's your buck. And the father says, "Mm, can't do that. He says, "Um, you know, and this is what the father said, which was good. Nice folks, don't get me wrong. I don't know if they're born again. I I don't know. I I know they go to church. I, I don't know. That's between them and God. But here's, the father said, no, he said, listen, he said to his son, all you have to do is slip up and say that to one person. And then it's known. And then we'll never be invited back here. We'll never be able to do this again. And I said, no, no, no. More than that. It, God just God is so awesome. Open the door. I said, no, no, no. More than that. That's integrity. You could have told the fib. And you could have gotten the $10,000. Now, the son, as the father's telling the story, the son is getting excited. And you could see it, He's glowing. And he's trying to interject here and there. And then you could see how, how happy he was. And, he, and, and I was saying, listen, uh, you know, that $10,000 would have been spent, mm-hmm. gone by now. But look at this story you're telling. And the son says, yeah, I got chill bumps all over me. Every time I tell this story, I get excited and I got chill bumps all over me. See, that $10,000, whoo, that sounds like a lot of money. Well, not these days, but anyway, regardless, that sounds like a lot of money. But once that's spent, it's gone. And what I told these gentlemen is, look at the memory that you have for life. And look at what that young man just learned. And look at what it means to him. Look how special that is to him. I'm I'm telling you folks, I'm not embellishing at all, that young man truly was lit up when he was telling me this story. And he was literally excited about it. See, those are the spiritual treasures that we should be showing our kids. Those are the things that we treasure, not the things of this world, not just the wealth and all this other stuff, because the stuff is going to fade away. The stuff we're going to leave behind, right? And I'm sure you all have heard this when Rockefeller, you know, his lawyer was asked, how much money do you leave? And the lawyer said, every bit of it. Yeah. Every bit of it. So my brothers and sisters, you know, these things that we value, yeah, we have to have money to live. But what are we doing to get it? Mm. If, if, like in our prayer, I really I truly mean this and and God has ministered to me, my wife and I, Michelle and I for years and years. God is our provider. Right. And what Dad Perryman taught from the beginning, I always admired Dad Purdyman. You cannot outgive God. That was his faith. And he and he always said, you cannot outgive God. And it was right, it was true. That's where his faith was. And and he, he and he tried. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So my brothers and sisters, so you have this this spiritual treasure. We have, and this is the thing that we should be leaving for our kids. Amen? This is what they need to see. This is the the overwhelming joy that I I saw in this young person. It's the kind of joy that your kids should see. Not when the bucks win and you're (laughs) Come on. I'm not saying it's wrong to be a sports fan or anything else, but how about this? The Lord has just blessed us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How about this? How about this? Come on. Look at, how about sharing some of these, these testimonies with your kid? Remember, the enemy of our soul is overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But let me just tell you this. Kids aren't stupid. So when you... Give a testimony. If it's not matching up with the way you're walking, You're forget about it. You're doing more harm to the kingdom than you. Come on. Amen. All right, so that's, I'm just going to leave that there. I, I don't want to get in your stuff. I'm just saying. Okay, so now, remember, now, the gospel, the gospel, it's all, about, it's all about Jesus going to the cross. It's all about the good news that we're not going to die in our sins and trespasses, that God has made a way. Amen? Hallelujah. So I just want to remind you of a couple of things. Just bear with me. Mark them down. They won't be on the board. Remember in Acts chapter 2, the birth of the church. Remember the Holy Spirit does come down. And they are filled with the Holy Spirit. And remember, Peter starts to preach. Right? When Peter preaches, he talks about Jesus, not just Jesus dying and paying for their sins, but in verse 32, this Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore being, so so when he's talking about uh, witnesses, he's saying, those of us who are his disciples, and see, remember there was 120 in the upper room. I'm just wondering if all of those 120 weren't all part of those witnesses that saw Jesus. Not just the 11 plus, we know there were more, but also remember early on, Jesus appeared. He stayed on earth for 40 days. And remember, in, in that same uh, chapter that I mentioned to you earlier, chapter 15, the Apostle Paul says met to, to many, Jesus was alive, there's no question. How in the world can you doubt that he rose from the dead when there are people, there we've seen by 500 people at one time, many of which are still among you right now. They're giving you a, a testimony because they saw him. First-hand testimony. Hallelujah. Thanks, Glory so Peter... <laughs> God, we are all witnesses. God raised Him up. We saw Him. We saw Him alive after He was uh, crucified. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, He poured out this which you now see and hear. See, come on. See, Jesus had to be raised from the dead. The resurrection had to happen so that He could return to the Father and then empower His church. Hallelujah. See, you have power. You have power and it all comes. It all begins with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Acts four. Remember, John and um and Peter were going to the temple. They're already saved. This is all this is in Acts chapter four. And they heal that man at the the lame man that was at the temple gate. Beautiful, remember, gold and silver have I none, such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ If Nazareth, rise and walk. Remember, and there was this big fuss about all of that. Now as they spoke, this is four four one. As they spoke to the people, the priest, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Do you see what really got their goat? They didn't just preach Jesus died for your sins. They preached Jesus rose and was the first to rise. There is resurrection of the dead. Jesus proved it. We saw him. Death has no hold on you, me, us, them. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so my brothers and sisters, you, you, it's very plain. This power, it, it, has to, it begins and ends with the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. In fact, let me look, remember when the apostle Peter was speaking that, that, that first sermon to the, at the birth of the church. He even quoted David. And he quoted David and he said that David was speaking prophetically. Psalm chapter 16, when Jesus said, you're not going to leave my soul in Hades. Remember that? He said, and remember what he said. We know where, where David's buried. We know where his bones are. Amen. So we know that David was speaking prophetically of this man, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Just powerful. Powerful. Amen. In Romans, Romans 10, <clears throat> if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Amen. That second, you see that? You have to believe in your heart. You're confessing them with your mouth, but you have to believe in your heart that this, my brothers and sisters, here's the reason why I'm so adamant about this. Again, first and primary, the church is powerless in this, this modern church, we're powerless. And and we need to get back to the basics. And let me tell you what they're teaching in seminaries and what some of these liberal churches are now preaching. So much of this is not true, but you could still be a believer. Tell me I'm lying. Go look it up. Go look it up. Come on, Amen. I'm not lying. So, so my brothers and sisters, when we start seeing these things and it starts chipping away, and you have these different these, this 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 dogma that's uh, is not it. Uh, my brothers and sisters, it just aggravates me. And is there any is there any wonder why we are so powerless and we're so subjugated to the culture? Amen. Ooh, now they're they're trying to bring back COVID. Ooh, what? Listen, stop. I'm not going to stand up here and say, if you take that, that's the mark of the beast. Don't get that. I'm not saying that. I don't, I don't know. But I'm certainly not going to go ahead and you know, sit in my room and close down everything, start wearing a mask. I'm going to, get a, I'm going to take it the next step. For, let me really, I'm going to go to gas masks. We're not coming to church until we get gas masks. No, come on. Let's not be stupid. Let's not be silly. Thank you. And then do all of these things because now we're operating fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Hallelujah. And they then, they, but they're going to tell you you're going to hear it, you've got to follow the science. Okay, let's follow the science. Man, woman, science. Amen. <laughs> Man, woman, let's follow the science. But see, it's follow the science when they have to control you. It's follow the science. That's why look, I can't do that. My eyes sound mind. Sound mind. I'm not going to let anything upset what God has already ministered to me come on but listen my brothers and sisters it can't be well I'm in agreement with this this makes me feel better so I'm gonna go no even I I will tell you that actually the stuff that's the most important is the stuff that hurts my feelings a little bit come on I I gotta have my how many of you other than LJ and Cheyenne have kids I know there's but or have had kids right okay so so now listen if you love your child you're not going to let them make mistakes that could be detrimental to their health. If you love your child, now the child, especially when you get to be a teenager and you know everything, you can't be told anything because, you know, my dad, my granddad, I know my grandchild, Oh, Pop, I know that. That's okay. I love you anyway. That's all right. Now, we know something. But my brothers and sisters, we, you know, what we cannot do is, uh, is misunderstand. God corrects us because He loves us. Yes. You correct your children because you love them. You don't want hurt or harm to come to them. So those are the parts of the Bible I really need to study. I really need to pay attention to. Amen? Because when I don't, now I'm being led by my own affections. Now my affections are what's nullifying the power of God in my life. Right back there. Amen? So, yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that he died for my sins. I believe that he was raised. And I believe that he's coming back. And I believe, and, and, and I believe, and, and, and I believe, and... But, eh, this part, mm, that part, eh. come on. Holiness, Tony, really? Are you that old? Yep, guess I am. Come on. Believe that God raised him from, Hallelujah! Believe that God raised him from the dead. That power of the resurrection is now in you and in me. Amen. Where is it? What, where is? We need to exercise it. Look at Ephesians with me. Now, this is Paul in chapter one. We're going to begin reading in verse 18, but I want to give you a little context. Paul is describing his prayer, his prayers for the Ephesians, that 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 they may have wisdom and understanding, and they be, they may be enlightened. Right. So let's pick up there. That you may know what is the hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe. The exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe. Believe what? He died for the gospel. He died for my sins. I, was, I stunk on ice. I needed a Savior. I needed, I needed somebody to pay the price that I couldn't pay. He paid it. And, and he justified me. He came up out of that grave alive. And now that power that raised him from the dead is now in me. So there's no excuse. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. My brothers and sisters, am I beating this horse dead right now? I, so, so there's no excuse. So we have power and the power of the resurrection speaks everything to you and to me. Amen. Amen? We have that in us. So now let's go real quick to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning verse 1. My brothers and sisters, I, I, I've got pastor friends. I've got friends, <laughs> believe it or <laughs> not. I've got some pastor friends, and I mean, we all—we many of us have different styles, and I would describe my style, and especially, folks, I appreciate you visiting. I really I love it that you're here, and I'm so glad to see you again. But my brothers and sisters, my style is, you know, we, 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 we use expository preaching, but we also do topical preaching. But I've got to be honest with you. What I'm trying to do here, I believe the Holy Spirit is really pushing me, is to prepare us and our children for the, the, the worst of it that's going to happen. It's already getting bad, but it's going to get worse, and we need to have this power in us. So forgive me for jumping around a little bit, but hopefully this all comes together for you. Amen? Amen. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, I pray again that I would be out of the way here. And Lord, that you would bring all of this together, that you would minister to each and every one of us as individuals. And Lord, as your body, we would be empowered as this body of believers to do your will, to do the work that you've called this body to. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So now in 2 Timothy Chapter 3, beginning verse 1. But know this, then in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, uh, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power having a form of godliness but denying the power. Okay, Tony, what, what, what are you trying to do here? What are you saying? My brothers and sisters, you know what? The world has always been that way. It's getting worse and worse. Yes. Why? E- the evil is totally uncovered and it's more common. Look at our culture. You know, Mitch and I were just having a conversation, I think it was yesterday, and I, and I was telling him, I've had the occasion to speak with a bunch of people over the last two weeks and I find myself in the same place. There is literally no virtue left in the culture. There's no virtue left in the culture. I remember when I was a kid, not too long ago, even longer. I remember when I was a kid, you know, my mom and dad, at that point, they weren't born again, but they raised us to be decent folks. Now, decent according to human standards back then. I'm in no way saying that there was a standard back then that could have earned us heaven. I'm not saying that. But you all know, if you've lived a little while, you know that things have gotten so out of hand. So out of hand. Amen? Uh, some of the things that, that we watch on TV, some of the things that are in movies, I mean, some of the, there's so much garbage and junk. It's gone so far. Hasn't it? You know, think about that for a minute. Think of all of the things that we're allowing in the culture that are normal and that are praised in the culture right now. Come on. Why? Because we removed God from it. When you remove God, there's no breaks. Amen. So now, when, it, when he's speaking to this, obviously, he's not. I believe he's saying this is what's going to be a problem into the church. It's going to creep into the church. Who? Come on. Say it. Why? Because because we've tried to become culturally relevant so that we can get them in. What you win them with is what you win them to. Remember, remember, I shared with you that char- that uh, by Charles Spurgeon there was a quote by Charles Spurgeon so many years ago, and he, and he and and it so things haven't changed much. He said, if you have to put a carnival on to get him in, you have to put a carnival on to keep him. Come on, so my brothers and sisters, this, so this is the this is the apostle speaking to a younger pastor. But he, look at what he's saying. They're going to have this form of godliness, but they're going to deny the power thereof. <clears throat> Does that mean? See, when I was a younger Christian, I had ministers ministering to me and i believe this stuff that that really is speaking to some of these denominations that don't believe that the power of the holy ghost is for today that those gifts and those manifestations they died with the apostles or whatever no that's not what he's saying Amen. denying the power so this is what it's saying listen we look religious we go to church on sunday we may even show up on a wednesday how about that for bible study Right? If we're really good, if we really think that you know, I'm, I'm going to make it impossible for God to keep me out of heaven, I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to go to church on a Wednesday. Wow, boy, did you really impress God. No. My brothers and sisters, this is what this is talking about. This is talking about behavior modification. This is talking about doing what we call a religious thing. Come on. Come on. But denying the power see that power that this speaks to that power that we've just oh God, that's why I've unwrapped all of those scriptures about this power of the resurrection that now lives inside of us. so it's not it's no longer about just doing a religious thing. it's no longer about you know what your liturgy is, what your church's liturgy is and I'm going to follow that or what your church dogma is. no 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 there's this resident. there's this resonant power within you. And it started. Listen, it started and was demonstrated when Jesus rose from the dead. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So look, my. Uh, Sorry, I, I need to ask you. Remember what I said to you earlier. You know this resurrection thing. We could talk about it all day long. But what's happening in our actions? Are our actions showing the people around us that we truly believe that Jesus is raised from the dead? Amen. Is it? So 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 Tony all right, I don't understand. You just talked about maybe some religious looking things, but what exactly do you mean by that? Glad you asked. You know, we can say that, you know, we we're going to bring our church. Okay, get get in the car, kids, we're going to church. It's Sunday. We go to church on Sundays. Okay. But during the week, what does your family altar look like? Amen. Right? Amen. You know, if someone uh, Cut you off, and the kids are in the back seat. Someone cuts you off on the highway. What's that look like? Mm, I got to be honest with you. That's one of my. That's a. That's a weakness of mine. Now I'm not saying any four-letter words. Good for me. Pat on the back. No, but there's still some work that needs to be done in here. All right. I mean, they just get right on my fender. Now look, I'm not giving you permission to give the next guy to cut you off the bird. I'm not. No. just because Pastor, tell it, no, I'm just saying to you, my brothers, because I don't do that. But what I'm saying to you is uh, trying to do it in a light way because I, what are you watching when the kids walk in the room? How much social media are you doing and you're, you know, you're actually uh, giving that uh, impression to your kids that that's what that's all about? Because remember, uh, lovers of themselves, that, that, I love the way Francis Chan says it, lovers of selfies lovers of selfies, because this is the most, I mean, I, I, everybody takes their own picture. And no matter where you go, no matter what you, I don't want to see what you're eating. I've said that before. I don't really care. You know, don't say, only my, only my grandson, Dominic, because he amazes me when that kid can put in his mouth. But do you, do you understand? I'm being a little bit facetious here, but not trying to in any way diminish the word of God. I just want to make sure you're still listening. So, but think about this for a moment. What are we actually doing? Because after all, that resurrected Christ should mean everything to us. Okay, but why, Tony? Why does that mean everything? I'm gonna, I'm, I wasn't going to read this, but I'm going to read It's not going to be up here. Just listen. In First Peter chapter 1, beginning verse 17, If you call on the Father, who without partiality, judges according to each one's work, Conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. That's not... God has not given us a spirit of fear. That means in awe and reverence of God. Making sure that you understand who he is and who you are in comparison to him. Amen? Amen. Okay, so I just want to make sure. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by traditions from your fathers. So what is he saying? Right? The traditions, the religion that, that you're following... Now, this can, this can be the Hebrew, right? That was the law. You no longer need to follow the law. The law has been fulfilled through Christ. The law pointed to Jesus. By the works of the flesh so shall no flesh be saved. Or by the works of the law, excuse me, shall no flesh be saved. Without the shedding of blood, there can be no re- remission of sin. So that law was proving and showing the law of the prophets pointing to Jesus. So he's saying that now, right? But then also, there's no pagan religion. There's no other, there's no other religion. There's no other dogma that you can follow that's going to save you that is okay with God. Amen. Tony, why are you saying that? Again, I I, I know that there, there may be nobody in this room, but maybe somebody watching, but I know that in, in Christendom, you have Christians in name only that follow many other doctrines and theologies. And my brothers and sisters, well, Tony, how do you know you're right? I know I'm right when I'm preaching and teaching from here directly. That's the only thing that proves anything that I say. That's why I'm telling you and I'm encouraging you. Don't take what I read or what I say here. You better be reading and studying for yourself. And when I say something, man, make sure I'm not taking it out of context. Come on. You better be studying and reading. So you've not been redeemed with corruptible things like silver, gold, from the aimless conduct received by your tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these times for you who through him I'm sorry through who through him believed in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. See, listen this this raising of the dead it proved who he was and it should give us this enormous hope not just I wish, I hope, maybe it's going to happen. No, hope means confident expectation. Because we know that Jesus rose from the dead. We can have confidence. Amen. And even the Apostle Paul in that chapter, man, if all we have in this life for following as Christians, if all we have in this life is whatever he gives us here, how pitiable are we? Man, how, come on. Amen. No, he's saying that you have what you have here, and you have eternity with him. Amen? Hallelujah. So we have all of this hope and that in and of itself should empower you. That should help you with your sound mind. That should help you with your love because he poured out his love on you and now he's commanded you to love your neighbor as you love yourself. It should help you in every which way Amen. and have confidence and hope. Amen? Amen? So now let's go back. I'm going to go back to the Romans. Remember in Romans if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. That was in Romans 11. I didn't have it on the board I don't think but I mentioned it. So now look at Romans uh, 8, chapter 9. We're just going to read three, three verses here. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he's not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through this, His Spirit who, he dwe- who dwells in you. Did you well, that's a mouthful. But you see what he's saying? But, but he just said that, this, that your body's dead because of sin. Yeah. But now when you have Holy Spirit, when you, when you're in, when you are believing on the, the blood of Jesus and the resurrected Jesus, now your spirit has, has been animated and your flesh also. You had a death. You and I, the, the world in sin is already has a death sentence on it. Remember? And remember what it says in Scripture a couple of times in Ephesians, you who are dead in your sins and trespass it, had he made alive, right? So if you're in sin, if you're not born again, you already have the death sentence on you. Amen. But what this is saying, I want to read that last little part. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So now watch, what's it saying? So now it's saying, watch, I should be living differently. This is speaking to being born again. Amen. That, my brothers and sisters, if this is the last time I'm going to preach about the power this out of this you know, series for lack of a better term, let it my heart is saying, "Help me, Lord. There are many people in churches and I would venture to say even in this small congregation who are really not born again that's, that's, that is a major, major power grab how could you have the power of Holy Spirit working through you if you've never been born again yeah but pastor I prayed a prayer I even had a pastor lay his hand I was even baptized in water and all. I'm sorry None of that means that you're born again. See, here's he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies. What is that saying? My let's say, technically, my body was already alive before I came born again. I mean, I was still active, right? I had a death sentence on me. Sin made me dead, but I was animated. There was still breath in my body, I was still sinning, right? So now what this is saying is when I'm born again, now that life that I'm living is now charged by Holy Spirit, right? And no longer just the flesh. Come on. Now the life that's in me is different. But you can't have that unless you've been born again. So if you went down to the altar and you went ahead and you prayed a prayer, hallelujah, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad for you. But my brothers and sisters, you know, it's more than just that prayer. And many of you in this room, I know I'm repeating, you've heard this before. Listen, a prayer, uh, confessing, and then asking Jesus into your life—that that's not it, unless you really understand what you were doing. I'll be honest with you. When I when I first heard the message that I heard, and I was being nailed by Holy Spirit. In fact, I shared this with you, my testimony. My father and mother invited me to church. I went with them. My father and mother were already saved, and and I was. 19, I can't remember how old I was young. And so, really young. So I went to church with him. And when I went to church, because they, my father said, hey, we're going uh, up north for the holiday. Would you just do me one favor? Would you come to church with us one time? So I went to a Sunday night service of all services. That was the wild one. So I go into this church and, and man, they're alive and everything's going on and blah, blah, blah. So I'm sitting there and this preacher gets up and does something that i had never seen before. I grew up in a different denomination. He gets up there, he gets on the pulpit and he opens up a Bible. And he starts preaching out of that Bible, and he's using scriptures, and he's applying those scriptures right to my life, and it was hitting me square in the chest uh, it was hitting me so square I looked at my father, I thought you told him I was coming i'm not lying i'm not making that up i'm not embellishing Holy Spirit was hitting me square in the chest, so when that man gave an altar call, I went up now when I went up, I felt good about you know, clearing my conscience, as it were, but I didn't know enough of the Word to really know exactly what I was doing. So even when I left there, I said to my father, I mean, I I don't know what, my father told me, just read and pray, just read. So I started reading and, and, and praying and, you know, got a little bit more into it. It took a little while, but then I understood finally what I did, and I went back to that altar well, I went back to the altar and I really gave it to God. In fact, I think me and Michelle did it together. She, she was already saved. She, she dedicated her life, but she rededicated her life and we dedicated our lives to God together. So my brothers and sisters, what am I saying to you? Yeah, uh, I, I'm not going to tell you. I, I, don't, I don't really believe that I was born again when I first went up to that altar. It really, there had to be something that came on me and I understood, oh wait, this is different. I can't just ask Jesus into my messy life and clean it up. Amen. That's not what the Bible teaches. What the Bible teaches us is that we're to give ourselves up. The life that we now live, right? Galatians 2.20, I'm crucified with Christ, yet I live. Not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen? Amen? Amen. That's born again. That's born again. So anybody in here or anybody watching, if you're not 100% sure if you're born again, man... This is an awesome thing. Don't take this as, man, you know, I'm, I'm bad. It, it's uh, it's not right. Uh, I, don't don't take it as, this is a great thing. God is ministering to you right now and He wants you to be born again. He wants you to understand that this isn't just hanging on and hoping that you got your fire insurance. This is knowing that you know that you already have the inheritance. You already have a hope that cannot be taken away. That you already are more than a conqueror through Him who loved you. Amen? You don't have to wait and see how it's going to turn out. You know how it's going to turn out. Hallelujah. Hey, Max, stand with me, please. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hey, Mitch, could the praise team come back up? I want to sing that last song. Hey, can you guys uh, start queuing that up, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, my brothers and sisters, if that's you, don't be embarrassed or shy. If you know, you know what? I thought you know, I was born again, but you know, just hearing that and Holy Spirit is just stomping on your toes a little bit or whatever, or if you're watching and that's you, man, go to Him. This is an awesome, this is the moment of salvation. This is the time that you get to go to Him. He loves you so much, He put me in your path today yes. because He loves you and He doesn't want you to waste another day. Wondering or without hope. Come on. Mm -hmm. Or having the human hope. I hope so. We'll see what happens. There's no place like home. No, no, no. The Bible hope. The Bible hope. The Bible hope. Confident expectation. I'm expecting this to happen. Not because of me. Because of him. Amen. 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 So Father, here we are. Bless us, Lord. Bless us with your presence. Father, no longer me, but thee. So, Lord, please, would you, by your spirit, move on the hearts and minds. And, Father, if there are any under the sound of my voice, Lord, who, who you've pricked their hearts, Lord, let them not waste another moment. Continue to knock on the door of their hearts. Father, let them become born again. And, Father, even if there is one who just lost their way, they knew they had a relationship with you, but, Lord, they've lost their way. Lord, please, please, Again, knock on the door of their hearts. Let this moment not escape until they get it right with you. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we thank you. you, And Lord, as we sing this next song, I pray that you would receive it as incense, that you receive this sacrifice of praise from our lips, because it is you, Lord, who animates us. It is you who gives us life. Yes. Amen. amen amen let's sing this together and if amen. you want some prayer I'm going to be right here I'd love to pray with you amen, amen. you give life you are love. you bring light to the darkness you give hope you restore Every heart that is broken